Podcast. I'm John Stom. I'm Danny Gula. I'm Jeff McCullough. This is the podcast where we talk about the past, the present, and the future. And on this podcast, we are going to be specifically, this is a special edition, guys. It is, yep, yep. We're going themed tonight. Thematically about music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a topic that's uh, kind of near and dear to us because we play a lot of music. We do. Uh, in the past, we have. We currently do. Lots of different ways. We listen to music, too. We're Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to tease a little something. Okay. I'm going to reach into our music past. Oh, we're digging. You don't know how, but I'm going to. I don't know how. Now, here's the other thing that don't know how. Danny don't know how. Danny don't know how any of this is going to go. Because Danny don't know how. Though, John and I have already talked about this podcast. We kind of planned it out. The game Danny wasn't around. And so Danny's coming in. He has no idea what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yep. He's going to make it easier. Oh, I know we're talking about music. We are talking about music. But you can go a lot of different directions with music. Can we start a segment called Danny Don't Know How? Yeah, Danny Don't Know How. That's going to be hard. Danny Know How to do a lot. Uh, okay. Anyway, Danny Don't Know How tonight. And, uh, and and you know, we might also have to break our rules just a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. we normally go past, present, future. Yep. We might mix it up a little bit tonight, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. There's your teaser. I'm excited to just kind of sit back and absorb today. All right. You better engage that brain because my topic is going to require that you that you participate. So you better... Oh, so I can't just sit back and relax? No. no. I know you're coming off a of flu. Yeah. So you're the, not the high... flu, actually. You're not high energy. Yeah. But we also know that music heals a soul. It does. So with that, let's go to the past. Let's go to the past. All right, here we are. We are in the past. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to launch into the past from the present. Okay. All right, so here's the deal. Music. That's a thing tonight, right? Yep. Music spans all people groups. It spans all ages. It spans all cultures. Music is a powerful thing. It can reach people, evoke emotions. It just does all kinds of things, right? Yeah. And I want to look tonight, because we have such a time-themed podcast in general... I want to look at music throughout human history. Yes. Okay. And I want to start in the present. I thought, okay, I want to I want to start today, mm-hmm. like music today, what like resonates with people today. And I want, and then I want to walk it back as far as we possibly can walk it back to see how much music has changed. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So, I'm going to start with and this is funny cuz just this morning, this was an accident. I found out I found out what the most popular song is Today. Today. Oh. Yeah, and I'm going to play it for you, and I'm going to see how hip and cool and with it you guys are to see if you know this song. Okay. Here we go. This song is crazy popular today. I'm not cool yet. They say, uh, oh my God, I see the way you shine. It is one of the most viewed songs, search songs on YouTube. Okay. I don't know this one, I, man. I know this artist, but I can't think it's of the name right now. on TikTok thousands and thousands and thousands of times a day right now. Uh, it's like, is this the one that's like... It's a band called Tones and I. The song is oh, called okay, Dance yeah. Monkey. Yeah, her, her name's uh, Tony. Okay. Makes sense. So the chorus is good, though. Here's a chorus right here. 
Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. He's got a groove. Yep. I know that chorus. Yep. Uh, I, I listen to, uh, I, I got satellite radio in my car, and I hear this song a lot. Okay. On there. So here you go. This is a song that's it's a thing right now, right? Right, it's right. It's about as current as you can get. Yep. All right. So now if we back out of this song, and we kind of rewind a little bit. I mean, obviously you go through just like... Once a radio was invented, how music just, you have all these different, you got 80s music, 90s music, yeah. 50s music. Okay. We're not going to do all that right now, okay? Let's let's jump past all that and go, let's say, back 100 years, okay? Okay. This would have been considered like pop music of 100 years ago. That's it, man. All right. This is kind of what you picture, right? Yeah. I'm taking ago. my flapper down to the... Um, Scott Joplin. This is some just straight up ragtime piano. Yeah. Um, and people would go out of their way to hear people perform this song. Like, it was yeah. internationally popular, okay? All right. This feels like America in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. This I feel like uh, I'm in, what do they call that section of Six Flags? With, with the Edie's ice cream? Yeah, <laughs> with the ice cream. It, it would be uh, like, what is it, like Adventureland and Disney World? It's yeah. It's like old-time western there's a dude who's got those things on his elbows uh-huh. on his sleeves or whatever and he's just like walking around like you want a rose for your girly See, i love this kind of music there's something really pure about this all right but we also know that pop music wasn't always pop like that right, mm-hmm. right. it was more classical okay mm-hmm. so if we go into the 1800s you're gonna get some stuff like this little yes. ludwig von beethoven mm-hmm. Beef oven. So now, what, what? How are you defining pop music? Because at this time, too, pop music, you could argue, um, th- depending. This would depend on your uh, social status. Too. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not getting so much into the sociological view of it. It's more of like what was considered like the soundtrack of that era. Sure. Okay. So this is. Let me guess the year. Go ahead. It's Beethoven. That helps a little. Uh huh. Ooh, 1853. Not bad. 1820. Oh. He kind of straddled the classical yeah. and the romantic. This is early Beethoven then. It is. So yeah, then you got what what is called classical music. This is some Haydn right here. Mm. Okay? It's a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. It's a less dramatic. It's kind of more danceable. All right, so you back up a little bit more. You get into the Baroque period. This is going to be fanfarish. I love Baroque music. Johann Sebastian Bach. Okay. Fugues and whatnot. Fugues. He was a master of the fugue. And then getting all those limbs working on the organ. Now, once you go back a little bit more, see, this is when you had like string instruments, and you'd have like uh, concertos, and you would have quartets, and you'd have even full orchestras and choirs, right? Mm-hmm. But you rewind just a little bit where instruments were less accessible and it was a little bit more vocally driven. So you get into the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. This is around 1475. It's going to be more choral. Mm-hmm. Almost sounds, it's very churchy. This mm-hmm. is where music usually was done. Was in well, churches. yeah, well, they were the only ones paying. That's right. If you were an artist, you had to create for the church. That's right. And people were commissioned to do this type of thing. Now, the thing that inspired me to kind of go down this trail is because there's a really well-known song that is done in churches, and it has been for quite a while. And um, I figured it was relatively new. It's the song called Be Thou My Vision. I'll give you a little listen here real quick.
sounds to me like it was written in the 1800s. Like yeah. a, and that's what I figured. 1800s, maybe 1700s? Yeah. It's got a Celtic feel is it, to it. Was it we're, I'm guessing it's older than that then. I was astounded to find out that this song originates in 560. That is wow. old. 560? 560. What was the original language? The original language, it was some sort of... Um, I need to look back. It was some sort of Celtic language, but here it is being sung. The original poem that it was based on is called, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Raptumo Bali, which is Be Thou My Vision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. But this is a woman performing it in the native tongue. In the Celtic. So it was written by an Irish poet, so it had to have had some sort of Celtic roots. Now, was that when the poem was written, or is that when the song was written? That's when the poem was written. They think they're not... Somewhere either soon after that, there's kind of a dispute Mm -hmm. on when the actual melody was written, whether it was written soon after the poem, or if it was maybe the 7th, 8th, 9th, or 10th century. Either way, oh. It goes back a lot further than I was expecting it to. Yeah. All right, now here's the deal. If you start going back even further, music starts to get weird. Like I can imagine that strange. I uh, I've never really. I don't know if I've heard much music that's older than that. So a song that is melodically confirmed to be fifth century is a song called Te Deum. Now, what you're going to find with a lot of these songs is they sound like they're in a church because the church was the main, was the hotbed of kind of artistic expression mm-hmm. in this time in human history. Yeah. All right. So the, this next song is um, is Grecian. So mm. we're in Greece now. Okay. And now we are Ooh, in the. I think I think I know this one is. <laughs> no, sorry, no, you don't know the Greek church. Dude, you're not. I was gonna make- is this a summer loving? <laughs> no, this is not. This is Fos Halarang. Okay. Oh, it's close. All right, let's give this one a listen. Here we go. Okay. Oh, oh, that's the tonal, the throat stuff. Mm-hmm. That's I was expecting like crazy. more of like a what you think of as like Greek dance music, like yeah. a my big fat Greek wedding kind of thing. No, I think that's this is relatively contemporary. Yeah, that must be compared to this. This is uh, what do they call this kind of singing? Um, it's not Gregorian chant, is it? It's not technically a Gregorian chant. It's um, it's a Greek inspired, so it's going to be a little bit more Middle Eastern. Yeah. yeah. At this point in the Roman Empire, it's a really hard thing to do to sing and do that throat thing at the same time in unison. Yeah. <laughs> you got the pedal tone guy. Uh huh. Because there's no instruments. Yeah. I even think the last one had a little bit of organ or something like that. Now we're just we're all we're all voices. The voice is the only instrument. I like. Uh, I've always loved that harmonic minor uh, style that gives like that Middle Eastern sound. It's always my my favorite scale. Mm-hmm. 
All right, now what we're going to do is we're going to go back to the 200s. Um, let's see if I can pronounce this. The Achirachnus hymn. Yeah. We'll go with that. 200s. Now, the interesting thing about this one, you'll notice, is that there's talking in there. And the reason for that is because this music was sung intermittently in the middle of liturgy. So the right. priest would recite some things, and then there would be the hymn sung, and then rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an obscure string instrument back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are they finding the music for this? Um, How is it written With the stuff down? that I've thus far... Um, shown you they they're fine old papyrus um, this one for example was discovered in 1786 so they're finding fragments of papyrus that go back and yeah. they're probably what would be the the uh, equivalent of like copies of it mm-hmm. um, so it's not like the original manuscripted uh, music but it's preservations of music they knew was authored at that time yeah. Hmm. so yeah weird things it's like you've got this voice kind of hanging out in the middle of nowhere with this little stringed instrument playing back there and a little bell. Mm-hmm. It's really simplistic. Yeah. Um, this is when things get really weird. So we've been listening to stuff that you would hear like in a church, right? Yeah. But if you're getting out of the church and you're getting into just the culture, and a lot of this is coming from the Roman Empire, and and, and I'm actually going to be playing for you now a song which is a hymn to the god Apollos. Oh. Okay, so we're not in the Christian world sure. anymore. Now yeah. we're in ancient Greek pantheon. Okay. This is called um, the Delphic Hymns. I'm going to play you two different movements from these hymns. Enter like a cave in Zelda, <laughs> you know, or it's what it sounds like when you take a shower. Is this how you sing in the shower? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I got the little instrument too. The, that is a weird time signature. That's just it, like, but it's so much more rhythmic. Like, time signatures, which for those of you that might not do a lot of music, time signatures is basically like the the rhythmic pattern that you follow that kind of repeats through, that kind of carries you through the whole song. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit more loose back then. It was mo- it was more about like matching a melody as opposed to yeah ro- laying down the railroad tracks. Right. Here's a second hymn from the same um, writing of music. So this would have been the time of Christ. Getting down. Just be like, yeah. Oh, I love Apollo. Apollo. No, no, this isn't Apollo Creed from Rocky. Oh, this is a different Apollo. That's my favorite part. Okay, so now here's the thing. When it comes to finding old pieces of music, like to your question a minute ago, like how are they finding this music? Um, Stuff like deteriorates, so they're not going to find a lot once you go back much further than this. Yeah. But they have found 
a hymn written in so we just stopped at about the the, the millennia like the turn of yeah, like the year zero bce to ce right yeah. the year zero but they have actually found a hymn from the area of canaan which is the area of israel and syria turkey that whole area um 1400 BC. Whoa. So now, I mean, think about this for a second. We're going back 3,400 years. This is music that would have been played for royalty in royal courts um, back in those times. And it's bizarre. They are following music to play this, and they actually had to try to recreate this strange hand instrument. Actually, there's a video of this guy playing it, and it's, it's actually kind of funny because the title of the video is Guy Playing Oldest Song on the Oldest Webcam because it's such <laughs> terrible quality. That's amazing. But it's this weird, like, piece of wood with a hole cut in it, and the strings that go across it, but he reaches his hands through the hole, and like reaches around the other side and plays it very strangely. Huh. And it, the last 30 seconds, let me tell you, catches you off guard. Really? Wow. You're rocking out for the first okay. time in yeah. human history. I feel like, the thing that sucks though is like, this is just like somebody found the music, they found like they found the instrument or made the instrument or whatever, they, they sorted this all out like, this could be the worst person playing this uh, Mazel Schmidt or whatever it's called. Well, if you take it back in time and showed it to the original author, he'd be like, what did you do to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like the only audio recording we have of a castrati. That song was written to the Semitic goddess of the orchards. Oh, yeah. of the orchards. See, I was going to... No, that <laughs> I was going to say it, was, it had to be the dairy farm. No, no, it was the orchards. And it was... Um, it was actually written alongside lyrics that they can't totally decipher, mm-hmm. so they didn't even try to sing it, but they believe that that's the music that was played. And that's like one of 36 different tablets they found. So so there's a whole album that goes with that. <laughs> there is, but here's the thing that I... Here's, let's, take this, let's bring this back together. Music has gone from... Yeah, spaghetti... You should do a mashup. I think you are right now. Yeah, you are. I think we've improved. I think we've improved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with you on that one too. I mean, this, it kind of seems like. Yeah. It kind of feels like we've brought like order to the chaos. That's really what the Renaissance did to music. Yeah. I mean, even with monks, they they started to like match tones and harmonies and things of that nature and bring some structure. But when the Renaissance came in and then you got the Baroque period mm-hmm. coming, they actually built the construct that really is what music is. These today. chords can lead to these chords yeah. and like there's there's some rules to it that you can, you know, obviously break in certain ways, but it's interesting because like I wonder how much of it, I'm sure a lot of it is that that we've Throughout human history, we've figured out like what humans like to hear, and we've put that together. But I wonder also how much of it is 
our growing up listening to mm-hmm. this this kind of music. So I wonder what it would be like to show somebody from the three three thousand BC. Yeah, I would love that that song. I was just thinking about that, or I was I wasn't even going back that far. Although that is a fantastic exercise. But like, what if we took Dance Monkey back in time and showed it to Scott Joplin, right? Who did that ragtime song, and like. I initially think that if they heard stuff like that, they'd be like, this is garbage. Music has devolved. Mm-hmm. But they might totally love it. He might yeah, be like, yeah. that's a dope chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even think things could go together in that direction right. or like that rhythm was a was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. What if somebody came back from the future for 500 years from now and showed us music then? Would we be like all snobby about right. it? Or no, would we'd we be kind of like, intrigued Ooh, and be like, yeah. Interesting. I think it all just depends because I mean, just we go back to, you know, my wedding when we when we finally put the dubstep on. And all the old people were like, this is music? Yeah. <laughs> and that Mike got married in the heart of dubstep time, you know. But That was uh, funny, mm-hmm. to watch all those uh, older people. And personally, I just thought it was such an, like, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't the type of music you just put on and relax to, but I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was unconventional. Yeah, it was, just, it was just such a unique way to attack music, in my opinion. But um, yeah. So there you go. We've just walked it all the way back to 1400 BC. Wow. And the that pop is... charts. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, what was that last piece for the for the orchards? Um, <laughs> that last Fe- featuring one featuring Pitbull was the, was <laughs> the Pitbull <laughs> the Korean hymn to Nikal. Mm. Oh, Nikal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that was on my playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Add it. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I'm gonna fast forward us a little bit, um, but not all the way. We're gonna go to the present. But we're gonna we're gonna dabble in the past. We're gonna like toe the line between the past and the present. Ooh, I like okay, it. you like that? I do. Okay, yeah. and we're gonna play a little game. You guys ready? I love games. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready to play a little game? Yeah. Heck yes. Danny versus Jeff. Oh. Going down, Gula. Depends on what it is. Okay, so that's just. That's Can you be just... more competitive than that? You're making me feel like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> to set up this game, we need to establish to our listening audience if they don't know what a sample is. Do you guys know? Can you yep. guys maybe define a sample, or maybe give me an example of a uh, of like a most the most famous sample? Um. Well, there was a Rolling Stones song sampled uh, in the '90s. What mm-hmm. was it? Uh, Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah, Bittersweet Symphony. So basically, you take something that was done in the past, like a musical bit, a little little part of a song. It might just be like one instrument, and then you kind of repurpose it and loop it to put it in a new song to yes. give it kind of like this familiar but kind of new spin, like a retro vibe, but it's kind of a new song. Totally, yeah, and it can be anything. It can be a it can be a whole chunk of the song, or it could be a beat. I'm trying to think of what's the the drum beat that everybody uses. Like, oh, the the, the um the Amen break. Amen break. Yep. Yeah. Like and and the, like there were guys that were known as samplers like in the '90s, like DJ Shadow mm-hmm. and. Moby and Fatboy Slim. These are guys that like took just older music and like made new music with it. The history of hip hop is really interesting too. This is kind of going down a little bit of a rabbit trail, but the history of hip hop is like sampling. It was because yeah. I mean, it was built on yeah. equipment that could record other existing music, sample it, remix it, put a beat on it, and then rap over it. Well, yeah, that was your thing. You had your MC mm-hmm. and then you had your DJ. You had your DJ, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sampling is a huge part of uh, modern music, um, especially within the last 40 years. It's been huge. Uh, but the game we're going to play is songs that you didn't know were samples. Oh, nice. So you're going to play the original song? First, I'm going to play the original. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a little taste of the song. It's not the famous sample part. Okay. And then if you can guess it then, great. Bonus points. But then I'm going to get to this, the part that you're going to recognize 
of this old song that is sampled in a new song that you know. So we got to okay. we'll get a point if we can name the current current song. song. Okay, yep. got it. But That's, not if we can name the original. If you can name the original, I mean, I didn't know any of these. So okay. All right. So when you guys know the answer while I'm playing this original sample, okay. Uh, just say your own name. That's, okay. that's your buzzer. Sweet. All right. You guys ready for round one? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Our first selection today comes to you from the year 1963. This one actually is kind of an interesting one. And I'll tell you why at the end of this. But this is a unique round. Hmm. Thoughts? I mean, just the style of it makes me think of that. Like, I, Dan, you listen to a group that does this type of music, like now. I don't know if any of it's sampled, though. I do. Yeah. Um, Daniel Radcliffe in the Night Sweats. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something like that. It does kind of sound like that. But other than that, I'm not hearing anything that sounds like it's been repurposed. Yeah, you wouldn't. No, I know this song. I'm trying to think of what the chorus. You is might know playing. this. You both might know this, but not actually that recording. So this this is why this one's a little bit unique because. That song, I'm getting to the answer, or the actual famous sample in a second, but I want a quick detour. That song was um, covered, so not sampled, but actually covered by the Rolling Stones in the 80s. Okay, that's not the Rolling Stones version. That's That's the the original version. Um, And the Rolling Stones cover doesn't include this famous sample, which I I didn't play, but you guys ready for it? Yep. Okay, so get ready. Oh, um, jump. Dang it, yep, jump, yeah. Wow. Jump Around by House of jump, Pain jump sampled that intro Oh, horn. it's just the intro. Just that horn intro. Because I, like, right there, I was waiting for the... Bum, bum, da, down, down. Yeah. And when I didn't hear that, I'm like, what did you just do? But that's the that's, original song. That's the original. So here's Jump Around. Let's slow it down. Yeah. I want to know what that sound is. That's probably a sample, too. I actually meant to look that up. But I wonder if it's a sample of somebody just scraping a record. Could be. I think it is. Yeah, it sounds like... He's just... just it, might it. Be a, it might be scratching that little horn part. Yeah. That's true. All right. Ready for round two? Let's round do it. two. Okay. This next song comes to us from the year 1973. <laughs> The funk is stanky on this one. Yeah, it is. Wait till that beat comes in. That guitar tone sounds familiar. Yeah, see? That guitar tone is part of the famous thing that you're going to recognize. Maybe I'll do it like this. So this song is called I Got The... dot dot dot. By Lobi Sifri. I don't know how to pronounce this. L O B I S I F F R E. Lobi Sifri. From the year 1973. Okay. You guys ready for the, for the part you're going to recognize? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me fast forward here. Wait till the organ comes. You're on, it's on the tip of your tongue in it. 
we go. Jeff. Oh. Go for Slim it. Shady. You got it. I forgot I had to say my name. I was about to just shout it out. Interesting. So this is still the same song. I got the yeah. by Lobi Sifri, wow. 1973, which is this song. My name is by Eminem, 1999. Wow. Now, I feel like that's like a the people who are producers sampling stuff like they probably pride themselves in finding some really sweet old Oh yeah. No, there's song. like there's like mushroom hunter types of people that like yeah. pride themselves on finding tasty samples. Well, and you remember yeah. who Eminem's uh producer was, right? Yeah, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. That was I don't know if he was responsible for finding that hidden gem, but yeah. Let the record show. The score <laughs> hey, is currently two to nothing. The record. Come on, man. Be more competitive. You're making me feel bad. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. You're killing it. Oh, gosh. You almost had that one. That's true. You just didn't, you didn't yeah. buzz in with the right I sound. Know, you got to say your name. All right. We're into round three, and we're getting a little bit more challenging. This is, again, from 1973. Hmm. Round three. Now I'm throwing you off intentionally by playing a part of the song that does not have the sample. That does not have the sample. Yeah. But it's got a piece of it. Any guesses from that? Stand by me. No. That is a little song called "Why Can't We Live Together" by Timmy Thomas. Oh, Timmy Thomas. Yep. Again, never heard of him. Now, I've got a feeling Danny's gonna get this one. Okay. Here we go. The bass in Oh. Oh gosh. I got nothing. Really? Never heard this? Maybe not. I wouldn't be surprised. What's that supposed to be? Gosh, I know this one. It's true, I am. No, that's okay. So is this in Dance Monkey? This is not. This is from 2015. I'm going to start giving you little clues now. Yeah. This is from 2015. Childish Gambino? That's a good guess. That's actually a very good guess. I could see him putting something together like this. But no. I got nothing. Oh, is this a... What's that Kanye song? It's not. Uh, uh, the one where he's like poopity poopity No, it's not in that. You guys, no, are, um, you're in the right vicinity um, with Kanye and Childish Gambino. Now we're into that weird part. Yeah, I, 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 I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm gonna kick nothing? myself when no. you say it. It's, okay. is it. Hang on, is it gonna be? Um, Should we know this? You can like, will we know this? It was a very popular song by like the most popular artist of this genre. I'm not gonna say what genre. Common. Oh yeah. Oh wait, no, no sorry. I thought you were thinking is this a common <laughs> genre. No. no, it's not common. It's not a chance to rapper song, is it? Not a chance to rapper. This is like arguably I've seen some lists of like people's favorite artists in this genre, and this person is the pretty much always at the top. Weekend? Well, not the, the weekend. weekend. I don't know. I got nothing. I got I got nothing. I, I know I'm gonna kick myself when you say it. It's alright. This is interesting because I'm I'm curious if our listeners are like, it's this no, screaming at their Hotline Bling by Drake. Oh, yeah, you're right. Guys. And Hotline Bling. You used to call me on my... That's what it was. Oh. He sped it up a lot, but check this out. Wait till it drops. 
I've yeah. never listened to Drake. You've never listened to Drake? You used to call me on myself. Is this? Oh, this is the one where the people get out of the car and dance, right? No, that's that's no. in my feelings. Okay, that's this is the one Drake, where he, the whole music video he's just dancing horribly on a green screen. I've heard this in like vines and stuff like that. I'm hearing I'm hearing the sample back there though, pretty clearly. Yeah, yeah. It's a good sample. It's a good sample. Huh. Just sped it up and put yeah. a sick beat on it. I like when you can make a, a cool song out of like very little tonally. Mm-hmm. A Canadian, nonetheless. Canadian. Yep. And again, arguably the best rapper of all time. All right. So still sitting at two to zero. Yep. Jeff to Dan. Okay. Going right. into round four. Going into round four. Okay. All right. This is a little song from the year 1970. Oh yeah. Oh, can I try to guess the actual song? Sure. Is this a Carlos Santana song? No, but that does kind of sound very yeah, Santana. Yeah, okay. All right. I actually don't know if this guy's Hispanic or not. All right. That's from 1970. Are you guys ready? Yep. Here we go. Ready for it? Danny. I'm trying to think of the name of them. No, this here's a jam for all the fellas there trying you go. to do what these ladies tell us. Yep, What's the name of the song? Yep, yep, no yep, or yep. party. Uh, nothing, Jeff. Uh, guys, I got Jeff's nothing. giving the nothing look. Jeff needs, Jeff needs to school himself what's on hip hop. What's the name bit. of the song, though? Um, Danny, I'm going to give you the points because you just sang like an entire verse. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the point, man. Okay, if he you, gets the point, then that it. is the song Bust a Move oh, by yeah, Young MC from There we go. If I would have kept going, I would have just bust a move. I would have got to that part and be like, bust a move. Huh. <clears throat> Here we go. That's a good one. 1988. I was seven years old in 1988. My wife was born this year. This here's a jam for all the fellas Try to do what those ladies tell us See, I've never heard this Man, that's crazy, really? Like, and I know some stuff Like, I know Red yeah. BMC and this is, Yeah, this is from that era, man Yeah, I don't know why I've never heard this Man, you've never heard this? I mean, I, I like, listen to Tribe Called Quest in high school and stuff I, This is not This is nothing well. All right, we've got our our uh, our intern is in here. He's twenty. Yeah. Andrew, did you know this one? Yeah. You, you seem like you recognize it. So he's like actually reciting the lyrics to the song, which is further putting me to shame. All right. Girls are sadistic, materialistic. You just took the wind out of my competitive sale, all of you. All right, two to one, Danny, and I think we should give Andrew a point too. You just need to beef up your hip hop. Yes, yeah. that's knowledge. I'm fine with that. Guess some guess. Okay, going into round five. Here we go. This song is from 1967. Once again, smooth. This is the part of the song that you probably don't know. This would be a good playlist. Th- that would be a great playlist to make for a party. Mm-hmm. Just all the originals of of samples, songs that have been sampled. Yeah. That's what I did. I mean, I've got a, I've got the playlist. Now. Maybe only like seven songs, so we need to get more. We need more. Oh, there's plenty. There's tons more. Yeah. All right. You ready for me to drop the one that you will recognize? The sample yep. section. Yep. All right, here we go. Uh, Danny. Wow. Snoop Dogg. Got it right quick. Da-da-da-da-da. D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg. 
I got nothing. I've never heard this in my life. Oh man! I love Snoop Dogg. We found we found the chink in the armor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if this is going to the hip-hop world, I guess this is exposing my gaps, John, like you said. It's true. I, I didn't, yeah. So we're all tied up. Yeah. The two to go. I might have been biased uh, putting, you know, picking songs from, like, that I knew. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know what everybody else knows, but mm-hmm. that the name of that song is called The Edge by the Edge. David McCallum uh, from 1967, and it was sampled here in The Next Episode by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Andrew, did you know that? What album was that? This album was. The album was called 2001. It's the one and only Eagle Double G. I have heard it. Like, I know this. Me and Kristen, once uh, this summer, we were listening to music on the porch. We put on Snoop Dogg. And we're just listening to songs like this, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this Willie Nelson song comes on. Yeah, man. Because he did a song with Willie Nelson. Yeah. And I'm like, what I is happening friends. right now? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I know this song, like, by its reputation, but yep. not by any of its parts, which is why I'm not recognizing the sample. So, yeah. That's crazy. All knotted up, Dan. Yeah. And uh, did, how, did you have your Metamucil this morning? <laughs> okay, what's oh, now, now you're getting competitive. What's the score? What's the score? Now that we're tied up, no. now you're too. Okay, okay. <laughs> I believe in you, Jeff. This is weird good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah, I can't keep up with you, Dan. <laughs> All right. Round six. Round six. Only got two to go. All right. Coming at you again from the year 1979. Okay. Okay. It's newer. This is Talking Heads. No, but same kind of era. Uh, who is it? Uh, um, this is The Clash. Oh, it's The Clash? Okay. The song is called Straight to Hell. All right. Okay. And now for the sample section. Danny. Um, it's that one with the gun. What's her name? Oh, gosh. Why did I just do that? Take it already. Yeah. Um, bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's MIA? Danny's got it. Good job, Danny. It is. The song is called Paper Planes by MIA from 2007. I remember that song. They slowed it down a little bit. Good job, Dan. Yeah. I... Where's MIA from? She's from Britain. Is she? Yeah. Danny, three unanswered points. <laughs> Epic. You know, he's a lyrics man. I am a lyrics man. Alright. Well, right. done. well done, guys. Well done. Right. Well done. One more round. So I'm really the only chance I have right now is either tie or lose. Nope. You know what? Because this is the bonus round. This is an amazing turn of events because this this round is going to be worth double points. Okay. Double points. Double points for for the reasons that I'm about to lay out. Okay. okay. So I'm going to play same thing. I'm going to play for you the original. You're probably going to get this pretty quickly. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it really quickly. Play for the original. But then that that original was then uh, inspired a song. And then that song inspired another song. Here we go. Oh, there's a man Oh, Danny. You got uh, 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 Ray Charles. Uh, I got a woman. <clears throat> and you've also got uh, Kanye West. Boom. And uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. Boom. 
Danny takes it home. Danny, I'm slow clapping. For I got a woman. I'm gonna. Here boom. we go. This is Ray Charles. I've got a woman. 1957. What's really interesting about this? There's some. There's some history. There's some controversy behind this song because the first one was a was a first one was a gospel song. Gospel song. Yeah. First song is called um, "Must Be Jesus" yeah. by the Southern Tones. Gospel song. Now this song, Ray Charles, um, takes the same melody, same, a lot of the same basic you know, pieces of it, just totally swaps yeah. out the lyrics yeah. for something totally secular. Yeah. It's the first time that it had ever been done. And that was taking what, a gospel song, putting sure. secular lyrics on it, and that led to soul music. Yeah, and that's what made him such a, a controversial and like you know, girls' moms did not like Ray Charles because they took a good song. About Jesus and made it about love. Okay, so that makes sense. That they, they call it soul music, right? Yep. Because then they're they're trying to hold on to that like the gospel roots. Yeah. And then just a few years later, Jamie Foxx and Kanye West. Oh yeah. Jamie Foxx. That's, that's a good impression right there. indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. This is 2005. He sounds more like Ray Charles than Ray Charles. Saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke, broke. Wow. Now I ain't saying she a so that song has had a few little iterations. Got some legs. Yeah. Yep. Danny, good job, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, now Kanye West is one of those guys that I hate to love because he's he's real good. And you wish he wasn't because he's so arrogant about it. Yeah. And you want like you want him to get knocked down a peg or two, but like he is real good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, we literally, we could do that many more times. I think there are enough There's songs lots, yeah. to play this game a lot. All right, so let's uh, let's drive this train right into the uh, the next segment, which mm. should be the future, mm-hmm. but um, it's going to just be another present segment. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're breaking the rules today. Hey, more presents. Yeah, let's do it. Yay. Everybody loves presents. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? I'm ready for this. All right, so here we are in the present, mm. and we're not going to the future tonight. It's just so, not going to happen. Okay. Just open up another present. Danny's probably okay with us not going into the future tonight. Because it gets dark up there, man. <laughs> future gets scary for Danny. Especially mm. right now with World War Three happening. Yeah. yeah. Let's not go there. Let's stay now. Let's stay in the moment. Okay. All right. Let's just stay tonight. Okay. Let's just be tonight. Have you guys ever heard of the tonight hook? The tonight hook? The Tonight Hook. There is a hook. I, I think I know where you're going called with this. Called the Tonight Hook. That, like a musical hook. In pop music, it's called the Tonight Hook. And I will tell you, and our listeners are going to get a sneak peek now. In a later time, we're going to talk about the band that we were in years ago, and uh, we actually have used the Tonight Hook. And I'm going to play you a little what? snippet of one of our songs where we use the Tonight Hook. Huh. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. And when I'm granted. So this is a Reading song. One of our songs called "Concerning Our Escape." Check this out. The singer is Joey of At 19. <laughs> That's true. Of this. Here we go. There it was. Did you hear it? Tonight. Did you hear the Tonight Hook? The Tonight Hook mm-hmm. is a phenomenon that is starting to be recognized as the most used. Um, technique 
in pop music, and that mm. is to end the chorus with the word huh. tonight. So it has nothing to do with the tone of it. It's just the word. It actually does have something to do with the tone. And technically, we broke the rules on the tonight hook because in almost every case when the tonight hook is used, or it's also called the tonight trick, mm-hmm. you end on the root note or tonic. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that aren't musicians, the root note is like when you go up a scale, da 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 when you come back down, da 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 that landing note, which is like sort of the centerpiece of the song. Everybody knows it. Whether you whether or not you know <clears throat> musical terminology, you'll know when you hear that chord of a song. It's, and you'll get frustrated when people don't go to it, when people stop a song without ending on it. it get, it's a, one of those things that people like they feel that tension. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, what's gonna happen? This is so, so interesting. There's a pop group called Twin Monarch who did a little bit of a an analysis on this. And then it was later picked up by this YouTuber named his channel is David Bennett Piano. He's a British kid that plays really good piano. And he does this analysis on it. You should go and watch it on YouTube. But just listen to these well known songs that end their course with tonight. Here we go. Mm. Greatest Showman. Scissor Sister. Is that a I think it just keeps going. That's cra- it's crazy. Like once you hear it, it's like oh my gosh, yeah. it's in every song ever. Well, yeah. it makes sense that it's always on the same note because if it's at the end of the chorus, it's gonna probably yeah. be landing on tonic. That's right. And here's even more, some more well-known songs. Let's give a few more listens. Okay. The way you look tonight. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Air clap. No, this is the one I was thinking of. Now they all sound the same. It's like yeah. every song is the same. Tell me, dear, Elvis. are you lost Or Bill Haley. Popular jazz song, Just the Way You Look. And the way you look Alright, so here's the thing. Why is this happening? Like, and this isn't just a recent thing. This has been going on like that right there. That's Fred Astaire from like 1930. Yeah. Yeah. But it has been an ongoing, like unwritten rule that if you use the word tonight at the end of a chorus, there's something really satisfying about it. So let's discuss why. Can I play you one more example? I would love to hear one more example. In a game of chess. Wait for the chorus. Oh, this is you enjoy it, Vat 19. Yeah. This is Vat 19, circa 2012. Party gummy bear, 26 pound gummy bear. Music video. Here's the chorus. Tonight, right there. Wasn't the tonic, though. Here it comes. Any party, any time, there it is. 
Yeah, that's you guys. You you fell into it. We tonight hooked it. Yeah, you tonight hooked it. It makes unintentionally. Sense. It, it makes complete sense if you think about it, though, because like where where does music get consumed? Like where is it designed to be consumed? Like people like at clubs, at dance bars, sure. dancing, yeah. like concerts, like mm-hmm. all these things are not. It's nightlife, nighttime mm-hmm. activity. So if you think about like you're writing a song to perform, you're going to be singing it to somebody. You're going to be, or you're writing a song for somebody's wedding. Like you're, if you're writing a song, or for if you're your writing wife, a song about, uh, like you're telling a story about an event. A lot of times it's like. Like you went on a, an amazing date, or yeah. you something happened tonight. You know, like yeah, uh, I, I met you tonight. I kissed you tonight. Making love tonight. Mm-hmm. So there's like those thematic reasons as to why that could be the case. But maybe if we just got into the actual word mm-hmm. tonight. Mm. So the thing about tonight is that this is something that David Bennett Piano, our YouTuber friend that I'm just referring to, um, what his argument is, which I think is a strong one. So when you say the word, just say that word for me tonight. tonight. Boom. You didn't say tonight right you said tonight mm-hmm. you're putting the accent on the second syllable mm-hmm. syllable and that second syllable is like a short staccato night mm-hmm. so like don't put the t on the end of it and say it tonight tonight or just say tonight it's like oh that mm-hmm. doesn't do it for me you got to close that off with a t mm-hmm. so tonight mm-hmm. so if you're really wanting to book end or mm-hmm. like not booking but if you really wanting to conclude or cadence of course it makes sense because of just how the word sounds you hit it. The yeah. word has to close. <clears throat> Here's another reason why I think that it works. Because you don't change the meaning of any lyric mm. by putting tonight on the end. That's of it. a good point. In fact, he he um, demonstrates this by playing some popular songs that end with tonight and then takes tonight out of it and it does nothing to change the, the meaning of the song. So here, check this out. He said what he needed to say. Period. It's almost stronger without it. It is. Yeah, you don't need that word, man. Not at all. That's crazy. It's like a period. It's almost like a period word. It doesn't really... It doesn't mean anything in a lot of cases. A yeah. lot of these cases, it's just sort of like a finality. Well, I used this word a minute ago as, as a cadence. And so don't like study music or look into like theory of music. What is a cadence? A cadence is what brings finality to like a portion of a song or to the actual song. And tonight, it's a cadence word. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the meaning behind it, tonight, it's like, what do you do at night? Yeah, go to bed. It's mm-hmm. the end of the day. It's kind of got everything yeah. about the meaning, about the way it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. So this gets into maybe a little spinoff topic, and that is what, like, it's amazing to think about just music in general, how we, like, with a lot of unspoken rules, collectively agree on stuff that sounds good. Right. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling. Like, I know that, that people have done research on like how the brain even operates when it comes to how it processes music, what it does to your yep. like psyche, to your endorphins, to mm-hmm. things of all that. But like how we have all collectively agreed, like what is good music, what sounds like um, I actually do this with my music students a lot. I'll I'll play a chord progression and I won't end it on the one chord. Mm-hmm. I'll end the song on like a five chord and my students will be like, The song's not over yet. Yeah. It's cause we've all agreed and some of it's conditioning, like mm-hmm. just just societal conditioning, yeah. if you will. But we want, like, we all agree that we want something out of music. Right. What is that? Yeah. 
Well, that goes back to what I feel like earlier when I said like we've. I think it's just it's the collective knowledge of thousands of years of humanity working to kind of sort this out. Like, oh, this is where this goes, and I feel like that is a natural. I feel like it is a natural thing because yeah, just like you said, like people want that. They they're like, oh, we I want to land on tonic. I want to land on one. I think there is a lot of that, but like we were saying earlier, I think a lot of it is just natural. I yeah. think it's like the way that the laws of physics work with our brains. I bet if you would go back, if you would take any of those, you know, super popular songs from the last 30, 50 years and take them back a couple thousand years, there would be like a, a, a barrier. Like they wouldn't know, they wouldn't know how to understand it at first. Like it would be so shocking that they wouldn't. But I think if you would like play it in a simple way, like just play the chords on an mm-hmm. instrument that they knew or like, you know, kind of ease into it a little bit. I think they would really enjoy it. I think it's sort of universal. Yeah. I agree with that. Yes. But I, I'm going to go more meta. I like, I'm going to be more existential with this. I think that music, music is essentially an expression, like a metaphysical expression of experiencing living, experiencing mm-hmm. uh, life, experiencing existence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that in music theory you'll study, uh, like in just basic music theory, how music has questions and answers, mm-hmm. just like life does. Like life has is full of questions and we're always seeking answers. So there's something satisfying to our brains, to our soul, just like to our essence when that which is open-ended or unknown is in some way finalize it there's an answer to it and i think that's that's part of like the human spirit of exploration like whether it be explorers wanting to go to uncharted lands or go to space or go to mars it's like why do we want to do that right because we have an insatiable hunger to get answers to our questions to what we might not know that's my take on it yeah it's also really interesting too how like it's music in the last 50 years has like if you look at all of sound like everything that we can hear or the entire aural spectrum you know, mm-hmm. the music music made in the last 50 years is on a very tiny little bit of that. Yeah. Like, we're not deviating into like crazy chainsaw sounds. I mean, dubstep sort of was. Yeah. But like, <laughs> we're, not, we're not deviating into like, you know, recorded. Um, I can't remember the name of this from, from my music classes. But like, Philip Glass. Just, yeah, music from the world, you know, just recording sounds. Um, but so like we're basically making music in, in kind of a very slim part of that spectrum. But yet we're like, oh, my dad's music was so old and so like boring or whatever. But it's not really that different. Yeah. So there is so much variation, even within Mm -hmm. that slim little band of the the musical spectrum, if you want to say that. And you're right. You're totally right. Like it does like take you away. Like I remember like, I mean, just even like today, like I was like, I've been sick. I was like, I've not been feeling good. And like after like partially through the day, I was like just completely exhausted and I needed to relax, but I didn't want to sleep because it was so late in the day. So what did I do? I just laid down and I put on some music mm-hmm. like, and I just sat there and listened to it to just kind of like calm myself and like kind of re- recharge a yeah. little bit. And we, we choose music often. Now you guys, I know you do this whenever you're wanting to listen to music, you choose something that matches your mood mm-hmm. or does something to affect your mood. Mm-hmm. So like we had people over the other night and I was in a, a Radiohead mood cause I last Sunday, John and, Andrew and I were listening to some Radiohead, and I kind of got into like a little mm-hmm. mini obsession. So nostalgia. Yeah, we had friends over, and I had some Radiohead on. And, and when they walked in, they were like, ah, "What is this? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to listen to this. Yeah. It didn't match their mood." Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to change it, and yeah. I had to switch over to I don't know. It was like smooth and easy jazz or something like that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's it it matches something inside of us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's a pretty good cadence for this podcast, Ooh. don't you? That was great. Well, this has been a fun topic. 
Uh, we got to do this again. We literally yeah. could talk about music. While we were talking about this tonight, I was thinking of like six other topics about music to yes. talk about. Oh, yeah. And I had to restrain myself. Well, so. the people listening to this podcast are probably about, I don't know, I'm just going to guesstimate right now. Uh-huh. Probably like a 50 to 55 minute mark. Um, we've actually been talking in this podcast for the past almost two hours. Yeah. Now. yeah. So that's well, how much we have to cut out because we had so much <laughs> discussion. There's a lot to talk about with, yeah. with this. So uh, let us know if you like this topic. We'll do another one. Yeah, um, and we want to remind people with that. Like, uh, go down and rate our podcast. Yes. Give it five stars. Leave us a little bit of review. The more reviews that people see, the more likely they are to maybe give it a chance. And we want to really grow this audience. And also, speaking of our audience, be on the lookout because, as we mentioned in the last podcast, we probably are going to be changing the name of this podcast at some point in the near future. We'll tell you when that's going to be, but we just want to keep giving you a heads up on that. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll see you guys next time. And that's been the Random Morning Podcast. I'm John Stomp. I'm Danny Gula. I'm Jeff McCullough. Tonight. (laughs) 